live and in person. This is. Hey, hey, go ahead and run our intro music real fast, Jerry. That's good. Pause for that. Okay, great. <laughs> I don't know. What it. do you have in your hand right now? Oh, no, I know. What do you have in your hand right now, Jerry? I have a glass of bubbly. Would you care to know why? Yes, I would love to know why you and I both have these awesome, wonderful, cold glasses of bubbly. Absolutely. Because in the past week, maybe even previous, but we noticed this past week that we passed 100 downloads. We're actually now a little over, I think, 125 downloads. Not for sure who all is listening, where these people are coming from. But thank you to each and every one of you who do listen and has contributed to the 125 plus downloads that we have. So, yes, we've broken out the bubbly and we each have a glass and here's to 100 and hopefully the next 100 will come shortly. Also, this is our fifth actual episode. Woohoo! Yes, it is. Absolutely. Number five. Number five. I love cool in the game. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. What's not to love? Speaking of things you love, you know, I just found out that I've got to move. I love the fact that you're in real estate. Yeah, because I'm probably going to need your help. Oh, really? Absolutely. Why man. do you have to move? What's going on? I'm pretty sure my house is haunted, man. My walls are talking. Really? The other day, I heard one say to the other wall, I'll meet you at the corner. Oh, Good gravy. You agree, right? I got to move. <laughs> yes, I have to sell you a house just because you're, yeah. Because <laughs> my walls are talking. Ooh, that's bad, man. Oh, that's good. You you got to admit it. I know you hate to show it, but that was a good one there. <laughs> you think so, huh? Oh, absolutely. Well, absolutely. I, I don't, uh, you know. I would help you buy your house, Jerry, but as you know, and all my friends know, or most of them call me, I, they say I'm the world's cheapest man. Cheapest man? Yeah, but I'm not buying it. Oh, yeah, why would you when you're that cheap, right? Absolutely. <laughs> I got you. Here's to that. Here's to 125 downloads and. Oh, that is good stuff. By it the is. way, let me, get, let me just go ahead. I just started to say that uh, I know that my daughter and your wife insist that we're wrong, but th there's just no two ways about it. Wine is supposed to be cold. I don't Ice care cold. if it's white, red. I, it doesn't matter. Wine is supposed to be drank only when it's cold. And this is very well chilled as it should be. Uh yeah, it's good wine. It's a good sweet wine. A good sweet red wine that is cold as can be. What's not to love? I know, right? And, you know, since we're talking about this wine, let's just go ahead and shoot the makers of this a promise because this is probably the best wine I've ever had, to be uh, honest. I would second I'm that. Not sure, I'm not sure how the end of this show is going to be because this bottle is going to probably be gone. Yeah, very true. <laughs> Um, it's Stella Rosa, La Originale, and it's black, is what it's called. It's only supposed to be semi-sweet, but uh, pretty good man, stuff. Good. Oh, it's good. 
and it's ice cold. It tastes better than grape juice. Tell it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Did you have a good week? I did. It's oh, been a uh, it's been a much slower week this week for me, and Those sometimes that's okay. Sometimes. I've been trying to trying to catch up on emails and good stuff. There you go. You know, sometimes you do that. Um, sometimes that uh, is very helpful to just take a second to regroup and back up and make sure you've got all your ducks in a row and you're better prepared for things that that come and you're better equipped to, to handle them. So, yeah, it's often, often very helpful. Also, not that anybody else cares, but I want to throw it out there. NFL season is about to officially, unofficially get started with OTAs and mini camps. So that's always a good thing when they uh, they're getting ready to start and fire that whole process up. Absolutely. And I will begin my attempt to reclaim my title as fantasy champ. <laughs> Only one year <laughs> removed from you winning it, but uh, you you need some more wine. Go ahead, it's all right. So. Hey, you can say whatever <laughs> you want, but I won last time, so there is that. You have no proof of this. Yo, yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. Give me five minutes, and I'll show you the picture of the life size trophy that I won. The, as as uh, I go through some Photoshop. Well, see, that's the glorious thing being on a podcast. Nobody can see your picture of the <laughs> Photoshop. Oh, I can post a copy of it or a link to it here. Yeah, that's not. Nobody, nobody. nobody. <laughs> I, I, I had last season all the way up until like the final two weeks of the season, I think. That was mine. And my, of course, in my standard form, my running back got injured and in the seasons. But he was injured early, wasn't he? Yeah, no, 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 no. He yeah, he was too. To like, oh, well, I was still good. It's all What good. was the, that guy's name? He was a rookie. Had the funny name, E-T-I-N-E-N-E or whatever it is, that dude. Travis had, a teen. A teen. You had him. He went out pretty early, I think. No, I had Derrick Henry last year. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, you, you have a horrible – luck with running backs you, you, the ones you get that are good it seems like without fail they end up getting hurt so yeah so well, well i got several disclaimers to put out to in this episode uh jerry disclaimer number one uh because okay. of how good this wine is uh, i have no idea what the end of the show is going to sound like because <laughs> it's really good and i'm a lightweight that it is uh Disclaimer two. Uh, uh, well, I've already forgot what disclaimer two was about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Once again, this wine is good stuff. Mocha said she wants to be on the fantasy draft email list. We can make that happen. Yeah. Well, you know, what's a, one more loser is a good thing to have. So that's good. <laughs> oh, me. Yeah, you are feeling the the effects of the first few sips, I do believe. Yeah, well, you know, last week uh, we covered a pretty tough, pretty, pretty hard yeah, time. Yeah, we did. And, and I'm glad it's, you know, we did it. I'm, uh, 
I'm glad we we went there. I'm glad we we covered some things. We helped some folks. I hope. Exactly. Uh, this this show here is going to be a lot uh, less of that, I think. And we we are going to we're looking and we're looking for input. I think we we want to do a monthly special show. Uh, and we we're trying to debate whether that should be a rapid fire back and forth between you and I, or if we should concentrate on one topic like we did last week. Uh, the numbers show that the last the show from last week. Eh. So kind of hesitant about doing another one that's really that big and that deep. Uh, so what do you think, Jerry? What's your initial thoughts? Um, well, I kind of go both ways. Uh, I, I see the good and the bad of both sides of it. I, I like the idea from the sense that we get to briefly, very briefly explore a whole bunch of topics. So if we've come across several things that we think this would be interesting to discuss, but maybe it's not, you know, full uh, episode material. Maybe it just doesn't have, you know, enough pulling power to last for that period of time. So I get that. Um, But I also wonder if we're how interesting that that will end up being if we're just simply jumping around from topic to topic. So, yeah, I, I get both aspects of it. Uh, we've talked about two or three different things. I do think it's probably the best one that we have come up with so far. So it's probably going to be the format that we go with, at least initially. Oh, sorry. That, no, I fine. just want to let you know that that bottle of wine is now history. <laughs> Dinner glasses. We haven't finished it yet, but we're getting close. And yes, Mocha, you're right. I am jealous of those who love to feel the the uh, wind blowing through their hair on their motorcycles. And again, guys, I, I don't want anyone to misunderstand what I was saying last week. I understand the lure. I understand why people would want to do it. All I'm saying, yeah, I'm sure it's got to be more fun. All I'm saying is that as a government, I find it hard to believe that we would encourage people to take acts that we know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, will probably end up meaning and uh, end up in, in more of those killing themselves far too early. So I get why people want to do it. Um, I was talking to Steve after the show last week, and I was talking about the fact I've never ridden a motorcycle much, but I can only imagine if you're in the middle of July or August, especially if you live in a city, how hot those things have got to be. Uh, I can certainly see a lot of reasons why people would not want to wear them. I get that. I just don't want our government or can't see why our government would encourage that behavior. So I get it. So this week, who's going to lead off? You or I? Uh, well, I don't care to lead off this time, but I want to just throw out a couple of those little nitpick things. Sure. That, that we've, that's happening right now that before we get into the topics, uh, man. Okay. Jerry. Yes. Future reference. Okay. No wine during the show. (laughs) You sure? So I'm far for sure. me, it's making it much more fun. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe we'll do more wine at the shows. Maybe. Maybe. Just on your side, not on my side, because I have a hard enough time focusing as it is. Uh, 
you're probably right. We should probably wait till after the show, maybe tomorrow when we sober up and actually listen to this show <laughs> and realize how stupid we really sounded. Then we can decide whether or not we should ever attempt to do this again. Yeah, exactly. I just want to say, okay, so, and we don't usually cover sports here. We don't usually do that. That's not kind of why we're here. But I just want to say, if anyone follows football at all, and I'll get off of this real quick and get on our topic, but I don't usually have a lot of love for a guy named Baker Mayfield. Uh, I think he's he's kind of a hothead. He's very he's world class athlete, obviously. He, but my man, if I'm him today. I am so angry with the Cleveland Browns. First of all, they went out, they paid another guy uh, to come take his place. They paid the other guy, Deshaun Watson, $230 million upfront cash to come take his place. And they have yet to do anything with Baker. Now it seems that Deshaun is going to be missing half of the season. Would you like to know why? And it kind of ties into what I'm going to be talking about today. Sean's been accused by 66 different women, yes, yes, 66 different massages of inappropriate behavior, uh, and it, it's very likely that he's going to be suspended for at least some, maybe all of this coming season. And there was a report today. I think Adam Sheff made the report that Cleveland is actually thinking of trying to keep Baker through this year and make him play while Deshaun is is uh, serving a suspension. I and- could be wrong, Steve. Just sorry to interrupt. I could be wrong, but you're making it sound like Baker's number two on the list. I had the impression that he is now down to third. Jacoby Brissett, I believe, is number Jacoby two on Brissett, the list. Yeah. Or Jacoby. Brissett, I believe, is number two on their list. Baker Mayfield went from being starting quarterback and having a pretty good year to the last I heard being number three on the on the quarterback list. Right, and that's because he had surgery. That that's why that the way he was. He had he played half the season hurt. Had to take the last three weeks of the season off. He just couldn't go anymore. Had to have surgery, and that's why he dropped down to number three. If it were just between Jacoby and Baker starting. Baker starts nine out of ten times. I agree. Uh, He's got a gripe. Uh, they're obviously I, – I don't even know what they want to happen here. Are, are they wanting – hoping some of the team will make them a good offer and that they could just trade him away? Um, it, I don't know. It's $40 million. It, it, it's his – the rest of his contract is guaranteed, so they're wanting somebody to come in and give them a draft pick or two for him and take his salary. And nobody yeah. has to do that. That's what it comes down to. But you know, and it's not just Baker. The all of I think you and I both agree that everybody who plays a sport for a living gets paid way more money than they're worth. They should. Yep. <laughs> and and you know, kudos to them for getting it because hey, if I could, if I had the physique or the talent, or whatever, to make that kind of money for doing a sport, I'd be all over it. Um, but. Uh, I just wanted to – man, I just feel for the man. Uh, trade him, release him, let him go do something. Why are you just holding this young man's career in limbo? It's just when you see dysfunction in any organization, you just feel for the people who are associated with that dysfunction. I've been in dysfunctional stores before in retail 
or worked for dysfunctional bosses before, not you, Jerry, um, you just feel <laughs> sure. trapped. You just feel like, oh, why am I here? And it's Very it's true. a tough situation to get out of there. My one of our good friends is he works at a a factory that is very dysfunctional (laughs) and he's he feels trapped because they pay him good money but man they do not know how to do things so i I just wanted to bring that out man i just feel real bad for him and anybody else caught in that kind of experience oh the other thing i'm celebrating today jerry i got a new headset so hopefully i won't be popping and cracking in everybody's ear i've heard that after one episode and i thought i fixed it and then it came back last episode, so hopefully that's all gone. And this one sounds wonderful and great. Woo! I had not heard it myself, but uh, hopefully it will be better. Well, Jerry, that's because you don't listen to our podcast. <laughs> that's true. I think I said it on one of the podcasts, and that has not changed. I have still, to this point, never listened to one podcast. Not someone uh, else's, not our own. I've never listened to a podcast, so. Hey, why start now? Oh, see, that just hurts. You should at least listen to us. Have you ever listened to a full episode, one of our podcasts? I've listened to all of our episodes. Afterwards, you went back yeah. and listened to them. Absolutely. Okay. I've that's never how, listened to one. Well, to me, that's how I try to improve and try to get a little better. You know, I don't want to, because <laughs> I'm very, I step on your toes a lot, and I'm trying to curb that and talk fast, <laughs> so I'm trying to slow down so that you can get in there and get in the conversation, and that's all because I've listened to our No, you're, let's, let's be honest now. You're only trying to change because you had to face the fact that you've been proven wrong on every single disagreement we had, <laughs> and you're getting tired of coming in second place when there's only two competitors, so, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Gosh. You don't agree with that? No, not at all. In <laughs> fact, in fact, Mr. Jerry, yes. why don't you go first today? Let's talk about your topic. Oh, by all means. <clears throat> by all means. And I'll be, I, I'm not surprised at all, by the way. You guys will see why here in a, a few minutes when Steve begins talking about his. But if I had a, a topic like yours where I knew that once again I was going to be proven wrong, I would be certainly putting it off as well. But You absolutely cannot prove <laughs> thoughts incorrect so you're wrong okay anyway my topic this week is is it open season for the left to criticize anything faith-based and that seems to be the case it doesn't matter if it's a sports figure celebrities businesses if you have religious beliefs if you have faith-based morals it seems that in today's society you're going to be demonized for them And, and it really doesn't seem to matter who really popular celebrities and Mark Wahlberg, Candace Cameron Bure, Tyler Perry, Hobby Lobby, Chick-fil-A. Just the other day, the five pitchers for the Tampa Bay Rays that refused to wear the LGBTQ logos on their uniforms during Pride Night celebration. Those are all examples. Now, there's a recent specific article that brought this to the forefront for me again. And it was another article that I saw that really is more of an attack than it is an article on Amy Coney Barrett, Supreme Court Justice of the United States. Now, to be fully honest, I didn't agree with her appointment. I didn't think that it was fair. 
little background on that. On March 16, 2016, President Obama nominated Merrick Garland to be a United States Supreme Court Justice. And Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said that he was not going to consider it, that uh, he said it was too close to the election and that the next Supreme Court justice should be chosen by the next president. Keep in mind, that was an election that was eight months away. He said, Mitch McConnell, he said, and I quote, all we are doing is following the longstanding tradition of not fulfilling a nomination in the middle of a presidential year. Well, that doesn't sound too bad, right? The only problem is it's not true. It was 100% false. The same thing has happened nine times since the Civil War. And in all nine cases, the positions were filled that year. To make a long story short, though, the hearings were not conducted. Merrick Garland was prevented from even being considered to be a Supreme Court justice. Four years later, President Trump nominates Amy Coney Barrett to be United States Supreme Court justice. And this happened on September 26, less than six weeks before the next election. She was finally confirmed one week before the election. Now, keep in mind, Merrick Garland, eight months, well, that's too soon. That's too close to the election. Can't do that. Amy Coney Barrett, six weeks, not a problem. Now, to be honest, I don't really care which way we want to go. All I'm saying is that let's be fair and let's have the same set of rules. I don't care which party's in office. You know, this is a situation you could, you could describe to a group of first graders. And they would say, that's not fair. You know, just whatever the rules are going to be, let's make sure that it's consistent. Uh, But that didn't happen in this case. So I I get the fact that maybe the appointment itself wasn't fair. Now, none of that is Justice Barrett's fault. She didn't, she's not to be blamed for any of that. And I haven't saw anyone that even claims that she is at fault. She had a great resume. She was very qualified for the office. And from everything that I've saw, in my humble opinion, she has been a very um, good Supreme Court justice since she's been nominated. Oh, by the way, she was also nominated and confirmed by the Senate for the U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in 2017. And then, of course, again, had to go through the same process in 2020. Um, So... uh, the woman had a great resume. She has done a good job. And yet you continue to see articles like the one that I saw. Now, the one that I saw was in Newsweek.com. The title of the article was this. What is people of praise? Question mark. A cult tied to Amy Coney Barrett. Well, that's certainly a clickbaiting title. Saying that Amy Coney Barrett, Supreme Court Justice, was part of a group that was a cult. Um, and I'm going to read you a couple of sentences that, that the title itself is bad enough, but a couple of sentences from the article. It says a sworn affidavit from the 1990s from a former member of a secretive religious group with alleged ties to Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett described an environment of complete control of one woman. Um, the affidavit, which was detailed in a report by The Guardian published Monday, also describes alleged instances in which the founder of the People of Praise and his wife took part in sexual displays in front of children and others. Now, when you read way down to the bottom of the article, you find out that the origins of this allegation was based on a divorce case going back to 1993. What is that? Seven, 29 years ago. 29 years ago, a divorce case, a woman by the name of Cynthia Karnick was 
going through divorce with her ex-husband. Cynthia did not want her ex-husband to take their children when he had cussed or when he had visitation rights to them. She did not want him taking those children to visit friends of his who were in this religious group. Now, we all know that husbands and wives never say anything that's not true about each other in a divorce case, right? Yeah, that no, that, that would never happen. Uh, but yet, that's what this is based on. Oh, and by the way, the matter was eventually settled between the parties out of court. A criminal investigation was completed, and it turned up nothing. But now, 30 years later, the media seems to think that it's relevant. The media seems to think that it's newsworthy. Well, that's what we try to do is to determine if it's newsworthy. When you read the articles, they don't even or they do even admit that the reason they went digging for this is simply because of the leaked draft opinion from the Supreme Court that that seems to say that they are poised to overturn Roe versus Wade. So they're coming up with material that might potentially possibly make some of the people look bad that are voting for that. Um, Remember when. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, another way of looking at that, Jerry, is to try to intimidate those justices into one way or they are. And guess what? If they go by the letter of the law, the attempt to intimidate, intimidate, thank you, uh, a Supreme Court justice is a felony, which um, Brett Kavanaugh is also under those same attacks. Week, a couple of right after that happened, uh, one of his neighbors down the street brought a whole group to protest in front of his house. His wife and kid, he doesn't live in a gated community, he doesn't have a wall around his house. His kids were home, his wife was home, he was home. They were they were they were protesting right outside his house. Yep. Um, and then just today, a 26 year old man was got caught near his house with a gun, ammunition. Pepper spray, a knife, crowbar, zip ties, Jeez. and some other tools to break into the house. And the scary thing, Brett and his family, his children and his wife were there at the time of this arrest. It happened right outside their house. Um, so all because of that same issue, Roe versus Way, and, and you know, this guy's going to get charged with the fullest extent of the law because he had weapons. And he should be. But the neighbor also should be. You can't you, – and it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you fall on. If they were doing this to uh, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg before she retired, I would be against that. You, these guys are, quote, unquote, beyond reproach, if you ask me. <laughs> or of course, she passed anyway. away. Yes. Yeah, she didn't retire. No, totally agree. Absolutely. This is not a uh, political issue from the sense that it's happening only from one side. Uh, It certainly happens from both sides, and we should be just as concerned about when it happens to the party that we're not so fond of. Because we're certainly, if we allow it to happen, we're setting a precedent. If we don't oppose it, we're setting a precedent. So it's wrong. It's wrong when it happens, period, either side of the aisle. If you guys remember when I was talking about the article, in the beginning it called the People of Praise, the group that she was supposedly a part of, uh, a secret cult. Well, this website being the top secret cult website that it is, uh, I decided to share their uh, website with you. 
Uh, it's the name of the group, peopleofpraise.org. So yeah, they, they went to great lengths to hide it on the dark web uh, using their name.org. And I would certainly encourage you to go read about it and see if you think it's a secret religious cult. Uh, full disclaimer, I'd never heard of them before I read this article. And again, it isn't just this article. I've read several articles where uh, Justice Barrett has often been lambasted for her religious beliefs. Even when she was in 2017 being, <clears throat> excuse me, when she was going through her Senate hearings to be appointed to the U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals, she was being questioned by Senator Dianne Feinstein, who had this to say in her closing remarks about Justice Barrett. She said, the dogma lives loudly within you. And that is a concern. Think about it. She was basically saying, you make it very obvious that your religious beliefs, the, the, the religious dogma is strong within you. And that is a concern. So I guess she's saying that the re religious beliefs are okay. As long as you had it, as long as you don't let any of it show, as long as you don't let it be evident in your life that it exists, it's okay. Well, that, that's scary that's horrible if we're saying that about politicians and people in our judicial system that you cannot have or at least exhibit any religious belief or religious dogma or if you do then we're going to question you and, and, and express that that is a concern where do we go so wrong when we begin to feel that way about people who have religious beliefs? I agree. You can go too far. There are people that sometimes go off the deep end. There's sometimes people who will go to an abortion clinic and begin shooting people, simply saying that abortion is wrong. You're killing babies. So to justify it, I'm going to go kill a bunch of you. Well, obviously that's stupid. That that's You can go off the deep end on that side as well. I get that. But just because someone like Amy Coney Barrett has expressed and tried to live a life that is uh, always taking the moral high ground, that we find that suspect, there's something wrong when we begin to do that as a society. What do you think, Steve? you agree? Disagree? Yeah, I think it... Um, I think it is very dangerous in a nation that's built on religious freedom, the freedom to speak, worship, and when, when you start from one particular side or another and you attack someone's beliefs, or in a bigger, more government censure, you start attacking someone's rights under our Constitution, uh, that's a problem for me. It's, and here's what I mean by that. Um, if you are a Christian and you're pronounced and you're living the life, that, from a certain perspective, that means more to me than what you proclaim. How are you living your life? Absolutely. Um, but when you're out there and someone attacks you specifically for that reason, then they're attacking our Constitution and our constitutional rights. Especially coming from a politician, that concerns me because your 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 whole job is to protect and honor and, and be a part of our constitution. But here's the thing, Jerry: attacks on Christians aren't just happening in America. Uh, in India, as an example, the Christian population in India 
is two and a two point three percent of the entire country. There's over a billion people in India. Two point three percent of them are Christian. It's a Hindu majority. Hindu is usually a very pacifistic type uh, religion. Last year alone, over three hundred different attacks on Christians inside of India from a Hindu religion. Uh, that that doesn't even begin to start talking about the different um, how difficult it is to be a Christian in, in China or any of the Middle East, Muslim countries. Yep, any of the Muslim countries. But you know the difference between us here and them there is we have a constitution that guarantees that you have the right to worship openly whomever or whatever you choose. If you wish to be a Several years ago, there was a guy, I want to say Chicago, Minnesota, somewhere in the liberal Midwest, that wanted to take his driver's license picture with a pasta strainer on his head, claiming <laughs> that he was a pastastarian. Okay. And they let him. Yep. Because they, they didn't have the legal wherewithal to say, okay, if that's what you choose to believe in, we can't stop doing that. You know, yep. if you want to be a Muslim, if you want to be Hindu, a Buddhist, Christian, a Jew, you, you have every right in this country to do it. It's one of the founding principles the country is made of. So, True. Now, I would add one caveat to that. All of those rights certainly exist in this country, but there is a limit to those rights. And the limit is usually said very simply. You have all of these rights to practice religion however you want, in worship of whoever you want, in whatever tradition you want, as long as it does not infringe upon the rights of others. So just right. because you have a right to practice religion does not give you the right to force it upon others. It does not allow you to infringe upon others' rights. Now, there are certain cases when there have been a few people who have done that. And as is usually the case, those few will tend to ruin it for the majority. Uh, and I get that. But uh, I think that's what's happening again with Amy Coney Barrett. She's being punished for things, not that she's done, because everything that she's read, and I, I'm certainly no historian on Amy Coney Barrett's life, but I've yet to hear that this woman is not an extremely good woman who's lived a good life and tried to be a model citizen, um, has tried to help and give back more than, than she has taken from her country. She, she's a good person. Uh, and I think that the attacks that I see on her time after time is simply a few people being jerks or a few people trying to punish the majority because of the actions of a few that have tried to uh, force their religious beliefs on others. I did feel it necessary to throw that in. Somewhere down the line, I would like to also talk about, I forget the lady's name, up in uh, somewhere around Moorhead. The uh, remember the uh, county clerk or whatever her title was, and she refused to sign oh. the same sex marriage license after the Supreme Court passed the law mandating that that be legal. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to get into that a little bit sometime too. Totally agree with where she's coming from religiously, uh, but somewhere along the line, you, you've got to set those things aside. And when you take a job like that and you agree to do, you know, whatever the government asks you to do, you don't at that point 
to me, in my humble opinion, you're not allowed to become legislator and decide which laws you will and will not follow. Your job that you took an oath to defend is that you will follow the laws of the United States of America. Uh, so, yeah, it's certainly sometimes the actions of a few that causes harm to so many. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as just throwing it out there, back to this Kavanaugh thing, there's no, the, the greatest crime fighter isn't Batman. It is technically the president of the United States. United States is supposed to be that title. Um, his office has been completely silent. Uh, a small, small word back when the, uh, the, the protest happened outside. Then White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said, the president's view is that there are a lot of passion, a lot of fear, and a lot of sadness for many, many people. And that was it. That was all they said. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, okay, so what are you going to do about this person who didn't have, in, in my understanding is in most of D.C., you have to have a permit to do protest so that people are aware and, and we don't have a national security thing. Where was the permit to protest? Where's the persons, you know, that threatened this man's family with this protest? Are they not under? Instead, instead she got a, a special on the uh, NBC show. She got to be highlighted, which was really kind of crazy to me. <laughs> yep. Don't like it. Don't like it. But anybody, and, and you know, we, we talk about it coming from both sides, from the liberal side, from the conservative side. Um, but let's just cut Brack's taxes. Say it. It happens a lot more coming from the left onto Christian conservatives than it does from Christian conservatives going the other way. Um, that's my impression, and that's coming from a liberal media. Now, which you know, which feature it. are you talking about? Because you were last talking about the attempted murder of Kavanaugh. Are you talking about attempted murders or just general attacks? I'm just talking about general attacks. Okay. I mean, those people that own Chick-fil-A and the people that you know own Hobby Lobby almost lost their business, their livelihood because of liberal attacks. Because they simply chose to voice with their money and their donations and with their their money, their profits by closing on a day of the week, you know, how many how many you you will never see a Walmart close on Sundays. Nope. Never will. <laughs> they're they're gonna make too much profit on Sunday because people are off work. These companies that choose to do that are taking a, a financial hit because of their personal beliefs. Um you know, and that's crazy. That, that's just, that's not the country that we're supposed to be living in. It's really, it's kind of crazy to me. I agree. I hadn't read about the, uh, I briefly heard about the guy that was trying to kill Kevin. I hadn't really read about it until you were talking about it and I looked it up. This is really scary. This guy was found to have a Glock 17 pistol, pepper spray, zip ties, a hammer, screwdriver, crowbar, and duct tape in his possession. Yeah, yeah. So he scary. was there to do some business. Yes, he was. <laughs> and and that's, you know, be based on what? Based on that's a fear and intimidation tactic. Even if he only got that far to Brett Capital, 
what do the other justices now have to think about? Security details? Um, first of all, let me just say that the fact that this was leaked, their internal memos that they have between each other was leaked from the, that is a topic that I would get into all on and of itself. You know, these people, these was it nine justices, they have to have the ability to communicate candidly with one another on what their thoughts, plans, and and if they lose that ability because some aide's aide decides to leak something, that yep. guy ought to be held to the fullest account of the law because that that does that tarnishes the court's ability to read law as it's supposed to, in my opinion. Do you think that would be illegal? Do you think there is on the statute a law that would prohibit that? There very well could be. I just don't know what it would be. If there, if it's not, it should be. But I mean, they here's, should, they should ahead. have right to com- confidentiality. I agree. I totally agree. I'm not disagreeing with that at all. But I'm just thinking this is not. Remember Trump? How strongly he went after a lot of the leaks when he was president. Now he had more to work with because a lot of the leaks he was talking about were national security related. Obviously, you're in violation of you know huge laws. When you start talking about being charged with being a traitor to your country, which when you mess with national security, that's what you're going to be charged with. Uh, There's no question about was it illegal and what can we do to them? But in this case, you know, when it's Roe versus Wade being overturned, there's obviously no national security implications. I don't know what exactly the law would say to prohibit that. So obviously you could be fired for it. You'd be against internal policy. But as far as being criminally charged, maybe. I I just don't know what it would be. I would certainly hope so. And if it hasn't been up until this point because it's not been an issue, like it probably, you know, when you're hired into those positions, there's a certain amount of esteem and that esteem has a lot of with it but if you're beyond that at this point maybe we need to make that because those people more than anybody else in our 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 government i think have to have the ability to have a candid conversation without it being leaked well not more than pentagon not more than national security people oh okay i got you but i I, I agree it should be illegal absolutely absolutely so I just want everybody know my second glass of wine is got dry and I'm very sad. <laughs> but it was very good stuff. Oh man. You got to admit. Oh. We may have to incorporate that into the routine every Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you've changed from we can't ever do this again to we may have to do this every time. <laughs> well, you know. It has it has lasting effects upon There you perhaps. go. It's grown up. <laughs> oh, kinda of like your facial hair, right? Like, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Oh man. That it does. Okay. So are you do you have anything else that you want to add to I have not how, covered mine. I, I do want to throw in also, you know, back to the football thing and I kind of fits into what you were talking about. We have Deshaun Watson, who's who's accused of all this horrible stuff. And he's opened in and, and, and he's given, you know, $230 million cash to come in and maybe sit on the bench for a year. A few years ago, we had a quarterback that got ran out of the league because he took a knee and had a prayer time after every good play he made. 
at at Tim Tebow. Um, was he the greatest quarterback to ever live? No. Did he have serious mechanical issues? Yes. But that's not the reason he was run out of the NFL. <laughs> you know, same thing with Colin Kaepernick to some degree. He was taking a knee also for a different reason. Ran out of the NFL. What You know, that's probably not the, the place to do those things. But really, that's... That is another example of an attack on somebody and their faith. Yeah, it is. If you can prove that either one of those, that the, the, the things you mentioned is why that they were, quote, unquote, ran out of the league. And, and I would beg to differ on both cases. I, I yeah. would say that both of those guys were legitimately not re-signed because they had been tried several times, several places, and were not good enough. Oh, so, I don't. I would say that that could be the case with Tebow. I don't think that's the case with Kaepernick. Yeah, it was. I think he could. I mean, he took a team to the Super Bowl. So, and then the next year he was dumped. He took. And I don't a, even. That's kind of like saying Peyton Manning took the Denver Broncos to the Super Bowl. No, Peyton <laughs> Manning was honest enough to tell the truth about it. They got to and won the Super Bowl despite Peyton Manning. Just because you're the quarterback of a team who makes it to the Super Bowl. And in Peyton Manning's case, a very worthy Hall of Fame recipient, one of the best quarterbacks to ever live. But he was at the end of his career. He himself was honest enough later to say, these guys didn't win because of me. They won despite of me. So I think the same thing would also need to be said about Kaepernick as well. Okay. I'll let you have that. Just because I know that you need to get a win every now and then. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you, you go ahead. You're just trying to soften the blow because you know what's coming. So you, you go right ahead. <laughs> okay. So my topic today, Elon Musk last week made a tweet. And it perked my attention because when Elon talks, it's usually about something of substance. Uh, no. I, I, like, I like him a lot. He's good people. Um, so Elon tweeted out about Jeffrey, the delayed or the, uh, dearly departed Jeffrey Epstein, uh, and where is the list? Uh, the list in particular is that he's talking about is the client list, the list, the, uh, list of clients that Jeffrey either had in his Palm beach house, the clients he took with him on his airplane to his little island of, of, Ill repute, I guess, is the best way to put that down in in the Bahamas. Um, and why hasn't that been made public? Uh, Brazil. Oh gosh, never can say that lady's name. Uh, Whose name? Uh, Jeffrey Epstein's former girlfriend, Ghislaine Maxwell. Thank you, Ghislaine. Uh, okay. Is her trials going on currently? Uh, she's probably going to be found guilty on on multiple counts of human trafficking, which is no. She terrible. already was found guilty. Oh, was she? Okay, I'm good. almost. So I'll she, look it up, but I'm pretty sure she was. So, this whole time that this has been going on, there's been a drumbeat for a client list. Uh, now, little background about Jeffrey Epstein: he was a a financier. Uh, he did not graduate college. He had a way to 
numbers. He actually taught numbers for a while, uh, grew his business. Uh, but this is a, I'm not saying that to build this guy up. I'm just saying how I'm saying it because I want to let you guys know how he was able to ensnare all these powerful people. Uh, this man was a gross, just nasty, gross human being. And, and most people, not most, 45% of Americans feel that he was murdered to protect that list, to protect the clients that visited his aisle. Uh, now, uh, most people believe that he was silenced in jail. There's a lot, much to Jerry's chagrin, there are a lot of things that didn't quite add up um, to make them believe that. Um, but this guy had over 90, had been convicted of over 90 counts of human trafficking, sexual uh, misconduct, sexual misconduct with a minor. Most of his victims were 13 to 15 years old, young girls. Uh, had nothing. He took full advantage of these people and used them and, and turned them loose and basically said, you know, you can do whatever because they can't touch me. <laughs> By the way, one thing real quick. On December 29th, 2021, Ghislaine was found guilty of five of the six charges that she faced. Good. And who did, okay, just for for one second, let me allow a small, small rant. Who names their child Ghislaine? Um, <laughs> the name is that. <laughs> I agree. Oh, anyway, sorry. Small rant over. What, one one other thing real quick, just to clarify. You had mentioned about uh, his island in the Bahamas. Not that it makes a big difference, but it's actually in the U.S. Virgin Islands. Okay. Pedophile well, Island, as it was known. Yeah. And here's some of the names that are – the names that I have have been linked directly to his plane as part of a manifest or have been found in some of the books on on – the island where they have, but it's by no means a complete list. But just think, just look at some of the names on this list. Bill Clinton, Chelsea Clinton, Donald Trump, Tony Blair, the former Britain prime minister, Bill Cosby, <laughs> Woody Allen, Prince Andrew, Bill Gates. All of these people have been either on Jeffrey Epstein's plane or on Jeffrey Epstein's island. Now, there's That's a huge difference all... there. Now, yeah, most no of those they're pedophiles. Yes, most of those we know. Uh, I say we know that there's zero evidence that they took part in any of the illicit activities. Not, I'm not talking about uh, Prince Andrew. Uh, obviously, there's a ton of evidence on the contrary with him. For every one of the rest of the names that you mentioned, as far as I know, they were not going to his island, they were not uh, and have never been attempted to be connected to these underage girls, as far as I've ever heard any one say. Right. And right. I'm not taking one side or the other. I'm talking about Trump. I'm talking about Bill Gates. I'm talking about Clinton. Um, uh, all of them, except for, uh, and, and there's several other big names that you didn't mention as well that have been linked to some of this. Woody Allen. Uh, Harvey Weinstein, 
Oh, did you? Okay. Woody Allen has been linked to some of it. Harvey Weinstein obviously has. Prince Andrew is just, you know, his career's done. He's already had to resign being a freaking prince uh, because of the allegations against him. Yeah, it was, it was really, this is not a guy that you ever wanted to be a part of <laughs> or be around. It, even Donald Trump said, yeah, I didn't like that guy much. <laughs> In Trump's old-fashioned way, but um. one thing I would like to add at this point is sure. you've talked about the list and why the list hasn't come out. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. There is zero evidence to support that there ever was a list. No, they don't. Here's here's the things that they that they feel like um, are are what would lead to a list or be compiled into a. Harvey or uh, John, Jeffrey Epstein was a paranoid at his home in Palm Springs and his 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 island down in uh, the U.S. Virgin Islands. Right. Both were under 24-hour surveillance. There were cameras everywhere throughout. He could go to a control room and see what was happening on pretty much every square foot of his his apartment, his home. Or his island. Sure. So that's one thing. And those videos, um, as far as most folks go, have no idea where they've all went. And, you know, you and I have both been in retail. And, and if you're in retail, a lot of times what happens, so you don't have stacks upon stacks upon stacks of tape sitting everywhere. They're reused. You watch them. You, you use them every other day or, you know, after a week, you still using the same tapes so maybe they're gone i get that another Uh, thing that could have happened to those tapes is there could have come a point with all of the allegations being thrown at him in the last 10 12 years that he said you know what i've got all these tapes that have all this incriminating evidence against me maybe i should get rid of them yeah those would all (laughs) but I don't know. And, and here's why I say you that. don't know why someone would get rid of incriminating no, no. evidence against themselves that would send no, them no. to prison for the rest of their natural life. Here's why I say that about 12 years ago, he was tried and found guilty in New York for basically the same thing on a much smaller um, and was able to use his money and his influence to get out of it. Basically had to register as a sex offender and pay a fine and he was able to walk. I thought that charges was that, or maybe it was Florida that that most people would have to deal with with the rest of it. He was able to skate on that, and if you were a man like him, with 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 his kind of oxy, I guess I don't know that you would would think that way. I got away with it once. I'll get away with it again. He didn't exactly get away with it. He went to prison for thirteen months. By the way, it was in 2008, it was the state of Florida, and he was charged and convicted of procuring a child for prostitution and of soliciting a prostitute. He served almost right. 13 months in custody. He did have extensive work release. So oh. it's not like you can say he got away with it and bought his way out. He spent 13 months in prison, at least he No, he, he slept in prison for 13 months. Literally, his driver would pick him up at 6.30 in the morning and bring him back at almost 12 o'clock midnight every night. That's not prison. 
Well, I th- <laughs> that's a hotel me, room. <laughs> to me, it would certainly be enough if I had incriminating evidence against me that they hadn't found yet. And I knew I could, if they did find it, I would go to real prison for the rest of my life. I'd be getting rid of the evidence. And I think most that. intelligent people would get rid of the evidence. Yeah, you would think, right? You would think. So I'm not disputing it. I'm just saying there are several common sense reasons why that evidence in those tapes could have disappeared and will never be found because they no longer exist. Sure. I want to also just point out a couple of reasons why there's a lot of, just in the small list that I read, there's a lot of power money in that list. So if somebody's on that list, and has money or power, they can make problems go away pretty, pretty easily. Would you like to hear some why this is believed by 45% of the American population that he didn't kill himself? Sure. I'm not saying it's true. Sure. I'm saying what was Would reported. you think it's true? Okay. And I, I would find myself in, 40, in that 45%. Absolutely. Yes, you would. Okay, go ahead. Give <laughs> us the reason. Give us the convincing reason why Jeffrey Epstein was did not commit suicide but was murdered. <laughs> okay. Uh, let me see here. Hang on one second. <laughs> um, okay, so first of all, I do not want anyone to believe that I'm siding with Jeffrey Epstein. Okay. Guy was garbage, trash. He hurt children. One hundred percent. And and I just can't stress that enough. Whatever happened to him, whether he did it to himself or uh, Hillary had it to done for him, to him, so that Bill and Chelsea didn't get caught up in another scandal. I don't care. What sucks about the whole thing is the fact that because he died, regardless of how he died. There's 90 plus victims that get no justice. That sucks. And two yes, days, in like three days, two, three days right before his death, um, he changed his will, moved all of his money to an offshore account that was highly protected so that any lawsuits wouldn't be able to touch that. Um, the cash, anyway. I mean, they, they were able to settle out for some of the stocks and some of the other things that he owned, some of the other assets. The cash was highly protected so that his brother, who was his only known li- really living relative, could have access to his money. Who he wasn't um, even so, close to, by the way. Not close at all, exactly. Not which, close at all. Which actually figures into this uh, when we get a little, get into it. Um, so... Even Attorney General William Barr described Epstein's death as a perfect storm of screw-ups. Yep. There's a lot of things here that was wrong, that shouldn't have been, um, and make you just scratch your head. There, as we've said a thousand times, Jerry, if you want to start a conspiracy theory, you grab a kernel of truth, you climb to a mountain that's snow-covered, and you roll the kernel down, and it's picking up snow as it rolls down and then eventually it becomes an avalanche and whatever comes with it comes with it right so the kernel of truth here is that there are a lot of inconsistencies in what happened um sure. Sure. W- the, william barr summed it up very well 
Yeah, perfect storm of screw-ups. Both the FBI and the Inspector General's Office Department, DOJ, did investigations into his death. Um, and what did those find, by the way? Those found, according to one of the two autopsies, uh, or one of the two... No, 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 the two uh, investigations. What did they find? You just mentioned two investigations. I did. We're getting there. Okay. According to one of the two uh, coroner, coroner's reports. There was only one coroner's report, by the way. There was two. No, there was one. <laughs> there was one coroner. Now, the defense had their own rebuttal witness go in, but they was not a coroner. There was only one coroner's report. There was no defense. It was his brother. Yes, there, who hired defense attorneys to try to combat it. But the, the point is, that was not a coroner. So there was only one coroner's report. Go okay. ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. The wine's getting to me. <laughs> Anywho, sorry. <laughs> so basically, um, two days or several weeks before he finally died, where he was either killed or killed himself, there was what they said, and I quote, was an attempt on his part to commit suicide. Um, When they found him, he came to, he was not dead, obviously, and he said that he was attacked, that he did not try to commit suicide. Um, Just what he said. Uh, The way that, and some of these things you're not going to be able to see on a podcast, unfortunately, because (laughs) but um, I highly encourage people to check it out. Um, basically, the two guards that were scheduled to watch Jeffrey Epstein uh, the night of his death um, were asleep <laughs> and were charged subsequently with falsifying records. And they admitted um, to that. They did admit to that. Um before they moved, two days prior to his death, they moved his roommate, his cellmate, out of the cell, so he was alone. Um, also, he was supposed to, um, <laughs> we're going to wrap this up real quick, I'm going to try anyway, just because this is going a little long for us. Uh, so, Jeffrey Epstein... Cellmate was removed. Guards were asleep. The cameras that were supposed to be watching his cell and the hallway outside of his cell were not no, no, operative. No, no. Two of the oh, cameras yeah. directly outside his jail were not functioning. The cameras in the hallway were functioning. Okay. It's not the report I got, but we'll go with it. We'll go with what you said. Okay. Uh, I'll elaborate on that in a minute. <laughs> and uh, basically... The way that they said that they, one of the witnesses and the, one of the ways that they thought that he could pin down that he actually committed himself was, uh, killed himself was that they, one of the criminals in a different cell heard sheets ripping in his room. Um, the, the actual sheet that was around his neck was actually hemmed. It wasn't even ripped. So, um, and there was a couple of bones in the neck. I don't know. I'm not a forensic uh, pathologist. I don't know. One of the bones in the neck, 
that is usually broken during a strangulation was broken in three spots, that same bone is not usually broken in a, ha a typical hanging. Um, 45% believe he was murdered. Another 39% not sure. Only 16% Americans think that he actually committed suicide. Um, yep. Some people actually think that he faked his death and part of it's still alive. People got, it's still alive. Still alive. Um, so I don't really believe that. I do believe he was murdered, and you're getting ready to tell me why I'm wrong. Uh, yes, I am. First of all, I would like to give you a statement that supports what you believe, okay? Yeah, you're probably surprised, but here it comes. Christmas ornaments, drywall, and Jeffrey Epstein. Name three things that don't hang themselves. <laughs> so said John Kennedy, a Republican senator from Louisiana, who made that quote in November of 2019. Steve, I now have to say something I never thought I would say. Congratulations. You now agree with the Kennedys. Oh, jeez. <laughs> the two guards who were supposed to be monitoring Epstein were charged with falsifying records where they said that they checked on him every 30 minutes. Uh, they obviously did not. He had been dead for hours when he was found at 630 in the morning. They had not checked on him, I believe, since 1030 the, uh, the night before. They were charged with falsifying records. They admitted to it. There was video evidence that showed them sleeping um, for a period of three, three and a half hours. They spent considerable time browsing the internet, um, and apparently this was just commonplace for them. Nothing was going on. They just didn't make rounds for hours and hours, and they would falsify records at the end of the shift. There was a massive amount of screw-ups, as William Barr, the Attorney General of the United States, alluded to. He also had this to say. In an interview with Associated Press published in November 22nd of 2019, he acknowledged that he had his own questions initially about the circumstances of Epstein's death until he said that he personally reviewed the security footage from the corridor outside, which showed no one coming to or leaving the vicinity of Jeffrey Epstein's cell. Now, again, that it would have helped if the two cameras directly outside his cell were working. They were not. They had malfunctioned and were not working. But video surveillance does show that no one entered the cell area for any time, it showed Jeffrey uh, Epstein going to his cell. No one, and when they locked him up and left, no one else was in the vicinity until the next morning when he was discovered dead. Another thing, Jeffrey Epstein changed his will two days before he died. Yeah, I mentioned that. Two days. Why would he change his death? And obviously, that's not proof of anything. But if it if he was murdered, what a coincidence. Why would he have felt the need two days before his death to update his will? Well, two days. He, was known to, he was known to change his will quite a bit, actually. No, he was not. I, I would, first of all, from what I heard, this will, they said that he changed his will or updated his will. It was the only will presented. So for you to prove that he had a history of doing that, were all the other wills? They were not presented. None of them were. And should have been. When you go to probate, what they attempt to do is to determine what is the last legal will. The, the, this was the only will presented at probate. It's why I said that I disagreed with you. I should 
have made that more clear. I don't know that there was or was not more, but this was the only will presented at probate. So if William Barr, the attorney general, a very conservative attorney general, said that he personally reviewed the security footage and that there was no one that entered the area for several hours before his death. To me, that's evidence enough that says that he did commit suicide. Again, there there is zero evidence. There's a ton of speculation. Anytime you've got such a person who's done committed such heinous crimes, and especially, as you said, when he has been accompanied by such famous people from around the world. And it's not, you know, you give a good list, but guys, there is princes and kings from around the world that could be added to that list. This guy hobnobbed with the best of the best from around the world. So he absolutely, if, if he had dirt on these people... You know, they say whenever there's a murder, the first thing the police normally do is look for people with a motive. My gosh, this case, you, you've got tons of powerful people with tons of motives. So, yeah, it's easy to see why there was a lot of suspicion. Again, if it happened, you would have had to have several people be in on it. Several people. The odds of those people remaining totally silent, covering up for each other 100%, remaining consistent throughout all these years in their testimony, not one of them giving in to the offers of millions and millions of dollars from people wanting to write books and make movies. Not one has ever changed their story. It's still the same story that's been told. Uh, to me, it's pretty clear cut that he did commit suicide. But anyway, um, we're an hour and 10 minutes into oh, this. Wow. I think we're going to get knocked off pretty before long, yeah. we're going to have to call this uh, quits pretty soon. Let's go through as far as Epstein's list. Newsworthy or not? No, not really newsworthy. I would agree. I would say it's probably done, but there are some really big wigs that really need to be vetted a little, a little thicker because of their association. I would agree with that. I would. Open season for the left to criticize anything faith-based. Is I it newsworthy? Think that, uh, I think it is newsworthy. I'll give that a thumbs up. And I think that it, it it's newsworthy on both sides, be it if it's the hardcore going against on either side. Anytime you get the fringe right and the fringe left and they are attacking the people in the middle, which is most of us, that's a problem to me and it needs to be broad, broadcast. Absolutely. Completely agree. That I do. Guys, we're sorry that we have ran over. We thought we had it uh, our timing down a little bit better. I guess we spent a little <laughs> bit too much time celebrating and drinking the wine that we love. We will try to do better next time. Thanks for those that joined us. Thanks for those that download and listen to us every week. Again, we appreciate uh, you. Thank so you much. so much. Absolutely, guys. Take care. We'll see you next week. See ya. <laughs>